Hey loves, welcome to Powerful Belonging. I'm your host, Lisa Haddlestead. I'm so grateful to be with you here today. Um, after a little pause, if you're listening right now, I thank you with my whole, whole heart for staying with me as I kind of flounder around and figure things out with this podcast. So I'll give you an update on what I've been up to. And if you subscribe to my Sunday Muse email, you might know I'm um, no longer teaching or coaching for the Life Coach School. It was an incredible period of time in my life, um, really beyond what I ever imagined doing. And I met so many wonderful people, so many of you through that venue. And, you know, it's pretty much how I grew up, so to speak, as a coach. So there's definitely grief as that part of my life comes to an end. And there's also joy and excitement. <laughs> and um, this sense of like limitless possibility as I kind of step into the next part of my life. And there's lots of other things coming up and emotions in the in-between. I've never really had a business plan. And um, one thing that I've grappled with is this overlap between doing my work in the world, the work that I really want to do, that I'm connected to and love, and doing business. And I'm still working to reconcile these things and probably always will be in some way or another. But what I know is that I'm really learning myself through this process. And what's starting to take shape needs space and nurturing and time. And how I put my work out, it's got to feel good to me. It has to feel right. I've just never been someone who adheres to processes and rules Um and I'm, I'm not really interested in becoming that person now, <laughs> which is why I'm not a business coach. <laughs> I'm interested in wayfinding versus linear paths. And right now, I do have the luxury of the stability and time and space to do that. So I promise I'll continue sharing what I learn. I do have an announcement. Um, my beautiful powerhouse friend and colleague, Dr. Sonia Wright, who is the midlife sex coach, um, she and I have been collaborating on bringing a sex and intimacy coaching training for certified coaches to life. And I am so thrilled to tell you that it's happening in the spring of 2023. It's called the YES, Y-E-S, for Your Empowered Sexuality sex and intimacy coaching school. And we've designed it to be both comprehensive and approachable, doable. It's 12 weeks and it's going to give you all the knowledge, tools, skills you need to confidently help and support your clients around intimacy issues. And you don't need to want to be a sex coach to take this training. You know, no matter what we coach on, if you're a coach, we're always working with a human and intimacy issues are part of being human. So a big reason I'm so excited and on board with getting this training out into the world is that our sexuality 
is a part of our humanness. And yet a lot of practitioners steer wide of the topic of sex and intimacy because they don't feel comfortable or knowledgeable enough to support their clients well in that area, including me. I've done that before too. And it creates this sort of gap. Like the client can't go there because we can't go there. And it's not even a matter of saying, uh-uh, I don't go there. <laughs> um, it's, it's just simply there when we believe that we can't go there or go there well, I should say. But, you know, the intimacy issues are there no matter what you're coaching someone on. So sex, sexuality, and intimacy are intrinsic parts of our lives, whether we're not um, or are partnered or whether we even want to be partnered. And if we're not nurturing our sexuality, we're not nurturing a huge area of potential pleasure and, and richness in our own lives. And as I've reached menopause, my body has changed. <laughs> my libido has changed. My responses have changed. And all these changes brought about a really marked disconnect with my embodied pleasure and in my relationship with myself, my own body, and with Paul, you know, who's also middle-aged now going through his own changes. Ironically, <laughs> I'm also at an age where I'm just really done with the self-consciousness and I just won't do things just to go through the motions anymore. I really want pleasure. And I want pleasure in, you know, all the ways for sure, but for sure through my body, through my sexuality. So Sonia's mission is to positively impact the sex lives of, of millions of women around the world. And she's doing it. She has been doing that. And she also knows that she can't do it alone. And my mission is to help women bring more depth, beauty, and pleasure into their lives to, you know, help women see and own their own rightness. And I know that I can't do that alone. So this training is a part of um, both Sonia's and my soul mission. And it's based on Sonia's incredible and really potent body of work. And I'm bringing my years of um, and experience as a coach and instructor and as a coach, um, helping coaches integrate and deepen their skills. So this has been a great collaboration. It's going to continue to be, and it really is going to be a great program. Um, I'm going to be dropping a bonus podcast conversation between Sonia and I about this training um, this coming week so that you can hear more about this training. And I'll also post a link in today's show notes um, and also the show notes of the bonus episode 
so that if you're interested, if this is piquing your interest at all and you just want to know more, you can sign up to get on the wait list for more information about the training and how you can enroll if you decide to do that. And of course, there's no obligation. So feel free to get your name on there and find out what it's all about. I also have other things cooking in the kitchen as well. <laughs> but this training is the one thing that I wanted to announce in this episode, um, which is airing November 4th, 2022. For the other things, um, subscribing to my Sunday Muse email is a great way to stay in touch and get the first word on ways to work with me, um, both free and paid offerings. Um, and one upcoming free offering for Sunday Muse subscribers only is a series that I'm calling Embodied Arcana, and it's focusing on the archetypes of the major arcana within the tarot. And first up is the zero card, the fool. And I am telling you, this figure is rich, 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 rich with depth, depth, <laughs> not death, depth. <laughs> and I've become really intimately acquainted with how the fool lives within me, both in shadow and in light. And I'm excited. I really am excited to share with you um, all that I've learned and all that I already know and, and, um, want to know about the fool. Because, I mean, you know, don't we all avoid or get defensive about so much out of fear of, of looking or feeling like a fool? <laughs> I do. And, and yet the fool is a powerful initiation of sorts. We need the fool in our lives. So whether you're into tarot or familiar with it or not, it doesn't matter. I think you're going to love this class. It's not about becoming a tarot reader. It's about using its archetypes to understand and integrate these beautiful universal and necessary parts of ourselves. So if you're not already a Sunday Muse subscriber, you can just go to lisahaddlestead.com and click on subscribe to sign up for free. Um, the Embodied Arcana full class is probably going to take place in late November, sometime after Thanksgiving. So late November, possibly early December. It's free. It's going to be so good. And I'd love to have you in the class. Um, all of the embodied arcana calls are going to be recorded and all Sunday Muse subscribers are going to be able to access all of the recordings as they accrue, um, whether or not you're able to attend live. But, um, you know, <laughs> going live with me is always an adventure. So <laughs> subscribe to Sunday Muse if you aren't already and get in on this. Okay. Here's what's been stirring in me this week. Cutting cords. And by cords, I mean what holds us, keeps us tied, you know, to ideals and things, ways of being and relationships that are confining us and sometimes even detrimental to our well-being. So in last week's Sunday Muse, I talked about how what we interpret as a hell yes is often off target. 
Um, I know I'm not the only one who has tied herself to something because of a hell yes, and then ended up dragging that something around like a ball and chain until I found the courage or opportunity to cut myself loose. And there are times when I haven't cut myself loose or I couldn't. Because cutting ourselves loose from something that's holding us in place or dragging us down is scary. It's freeing, yeah, and scary. Freedom, freedom sounds like a wonderful word. You know, it is wonderful. So why is it scary? <clears throat> well, imagine if you were suddenly just cut loose from gravity, you know, nothing's holding you to the earth anymore and you have no training or experience yet in navigating without gravity. You've never experienced yourself as a totally weightless being. You have no ground. There is literally no ground under your feet. You know, it would be like, wow, <laughs> to say the least. And you'd probably be spinning and grabbing for anything that you could get your hands on um, to hold yourself still and to anchor yourself and to feel, um, and you might feel terrified that ultimately, um, if you let go or you can't hold on anymore, you're just going to like fly off into space and disappear into oblivion. That's how it can feel when we cut ourselves loose or, you know, with or without our consent are cut loose from something that we've known and um, measured our lives by and referenced as a part of who we are and how we are and what we do and don't do and so on. And I'm here to tell you, this has been a prolonged visceral experience for me over the past three years, especially. So another metaphor, imagine being a passenger on a plane with the world's longest, bumpiest, most awful takeoff. Like you can't get off the fucking plane. There's nothing to hold on to um, except maybe your seat or the person that you're sitting next to. And all of that is part of the plane that you're not fully convinced is going to make it. So if I cut myself loose, or as, as often happens in my life anyway, um, life cuts me loose by shoving me off a fence I'm clinging to. <laughs> God, I am like the queen of mixed metaphors today and always actually. <laughs> Um, but if life pushes me off the fence from something that um, I've been clinging to, then then who am I? You know, like who am I without that position or that level of income? Who am I without those guardrails? Who am I without that um, guiding principle and without that particular identity or belief, religion, circle of people around me, patterns, environment. Indeed. <laughs> it's scary. And still, I mean, here I am. Here we all are. In some way or another, you know, giant scissors in hand, wishing we could just cut those damn cords that bind us, that tie us down, that hold us back, that keep us small, that keep us tethered to something pulling us down, down, down. We want to cut those cords or that one cord 
right? Because, you know, something inside of us knows that we need to. It may not make sense. We may not have words to justify it. We might have no idea what the outcome will be, but we feel it. We feel at some level what attachments, what cords are tying us down instead of holding us generously. You know, I spent the last at least 18 months not wanting to know (laughs) what the cords were. So I didn't let myself know, not consciously. But there was still a spark inside of me. It was like this little match flame light in the dark, and it was really uncomfortable. I could feel it. And sometimes I had no choice but to see it, you know. And it was always like too scary, too crazy, too unsafe, too impossible. Like, my God, what would happen to me if I cut that loose? Like, you don't really get what, you know, feeling like you're going to die or feeling like you're going to explode into a million pieces or feeling like you're going to disappear into oblivion when you're contemplating scary changes until you truly feel that way. And I did. And it's no joke. (laughs) My nervous system didn't take it as a joke. And, you know, it put on the emergency brake hard. And if these images are resonating in you, if you recognize yourself in this or get what um, I mean or feel like I'm speaking to something you're experiencing, I get you. And I get what you're going through. I get the dance of enormous tension between um, wanting freedom and being terrified of it. And I honor you. You know, the reality of these things is not made any less visceral by a bunch of like oversimplified tropes that were spoon fed on Instagram. And yet, there is a simplicity that's needed. Because trust is needed. Surrender is needed. It's not knowing how it's going to turn out or how exactly to navigate it. It's simply trusting. And these qualities can feel almost impossible to access when we're in deep fear. And they can feel really um, risky and reckless when we're even contemplating them from a place where we do have security. And yet, yeah, they're absolutely necessary. And I was thinking, you know, I'm getting a new tattoo on my right upper arm. The outline is is done, and pretty soon I'm going to go in for the detail work. And it is an octopus holding a pomegranate. No. I love tattoos, (laughs) and I love this one just for itself. I think it's beautiful, Um, but it's also deep with meaning for me because the octopus symbolizes the part of me that just wants to flow and be merged in an ocean where all is one, where there aren't any hard boundaries and clear individuation, Um, 
you know, it's just like, oh, it's part of the water. It doesn't know it's separate from the water. And so much of me loves that. I love that. But my tattoo octopus is holding a pomegranate, which is a fruit of the earth. And um, one that um, in mythology, through the story of Persephone, either indentured herself or coronated herself depending on which version of the myth of Persephone you read, into the role of a dual goddess, both a goddess of the underworld and the goddess of spring, the season of coming forth, bursting forth with new life in the mortal world. Also, the imagery of this tattoo reminds me that I can move fluidly and freely and shapeshift when needed, and really trust my ability to regenerate in order to um, feel into something, to experiment, to try, to take risks. And, oh my gosh, if you really want to get a feel for what I'm talking about, watch the documentary My Octopus Teacher. I think it's on Netflix. It might be Amazon Prime. I'm not sure. Um, but if you haven't watched it, watch it or re-watch it with my words in mind. And I'm telling you, I get goosebumps just thinking about this. That moment in the film when the octopus reaches out a tentacle and puts it to the face of the filmmaker underwater like that. I mean, <laughs> to say more about it is only going to, to weaken what I'm trying to get across. But that moment, that's what it's often like to be so filled with fear and still trust. And that moment inked itself, all puns intended. <laughs> God, I crack myself up into my consciousness. Like I can trust, I can explore, I can regenerate what may get injured in the process. And I also can keep myself grounded in what is true, my humanness, just like the octopus in my tattoo, um, holding on to the earthly blood red and exquisite unique fruit of the pomegranate without being tethered to it entirely. So what the hell does any of that mean? <laughs> so listen, some cord cutting isn't going to be as terrifying and painful as other cord cutting is going to be, right? Um, so I suggest that you inventory what's present in your life and and really feel for the places that you sense you might be tethered and that the cutting of that cord... Um, would benefit you, but would not push you into great fear or um, fearfully or any of that, right? Like it is okay to start small. Every small thing you do in the service of your soul is a symbolic gesture that leads to your readiness for the next thing and the next. It's okay to start small. It is okay to go slow. It's okay to chill in a little sea cave when you need some shelter. 
It's okay to keep wanting what you want, even if it feels too freaking scary to access. When you get paralyzed, keep your freedom wanting warm. Keep moving toward it bit by bit, even if it's just stretching a tentacle. (laughs) I'm serious. Um, You know, if that's what works best for you, do that. You working with yourself, trusting, leaning in, pausing to breathe, pausing to breathe and locate yourself again, all of that is necessary too. And then you might find that you're willing to um, move even just a half step further out and then pause, breathe, locate, half step. Pause, breathe, locate, half step. And listen, this is exactly how I've had to move through cutting myself loose from some structures and internalized beliefs that were keeping me tied. I mean, I'm still in that process too. They were keeping me tied, locked up tight inside of myself. And sometimes I do take a big leap of faith. But for things that feel so big and the ties that feel so strong, you know, the future feeling so uncertain, I reach out a tentacle and I explore, pull my body toward it just a little bit. And I'm not going to lie and say I haven't squirted some obfuscating ink and just darted off in the ocean you know, through the kelp to hide, to run for safety at times. But I keep coming out again. Nature has so much to show us about the ways that we can move through all seasons and all things in life. And one last thing I want you to know about this is I'm not doing any of this all alone. I have helpers holding the space for me, holding the threads that keep me grounded while I let go of gravity. We're interdependent people. We need relationship. We need community. All that, um, you know, hyper-independence, that gets sold to us is just such a freaking lie. You know, we're independent and interdependent. And our untethering does not mean that we've got to do this all in isolation, all alone. I'm here to hold the threads for you as you cut your cords when you need me. If um, if you're curious about what that looks like in terms of a one-to-one container with me, reach out. You know, there's no obligation. You can email me or message me on social or hit my inquiry link in the show notes. I'm here for that for you. And I'm also here just as a person who feels so connected, so much love for you the person listening to this. I'm always here to hold the threads. 
<sighs> okay. <laughs> so hopefully this satisfied what those of you who've been like really impatiently waiting for this episode to come out <laughs> were thirsty for today. Um, I will see you again soon. Stay tuned for the bonus episode, the conversation with Sonia and I about the yes sex intimacy coaching training. Um, and until I see you next, I love you, beautiful souls. Bye. <laughs>